You're listening to the This Girl Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Camille, and I invite you to pull up a chair to my table where we can discuss the journey of being an entrepreneur, faith, family, creativity, and this beautiful gift called life. I'm so passionate about helping you show up and chase after your God-given dreams. So put those earbuds in and get ready for today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the This Girl Speaks podcast. I am so excited to have you here. My name is Camille and I am your host. Welcome to the first episode. I cannot wait to dive in, share some wisdom with you, share some of my knowledge, and hopefully be able to help you grow in your life, business, and faith. Today, we are going to be talking about creating healthy work schedules as an entrepreneur working from home. I think that the majority of entrepreneurs work from home or in a home office, and in that case, bad work habits can be created quickly. Now, bad work habits can be created quickly if you go to an office in a building and you work a nine-to-five job, but I think more so bad work habits can be created when you work from home because you are close to your couch and to your bed and to places of comfort that you are in and experience every day. So maybe those bad work habits are working late at night because you're just so close to bed and there's no excuse to have to drive home and need to get ready for bed. You could get ready for bed and then dive into bed and jump back into work. Um, Or maybe that's working through your lunch break because you are just cooking lunch at home and you just eat and continue to work. Um, Or getting super comfy on your couch or like I said, your bed with your laptop and continuing to work. If you have a home office and your, your laptop in your area you work, it's very stationary and it doesn't move then this is less likely to happen. But personally for me, I just have a laptop that I can take anywhere around the house. Um, And that's what I work on. And so I will be, I'm guilty of some of these bad habits being created in my own life. Also sitting on the couch or on your bed is pretty bad for your back and your posture. Um, So that's something that I need to think about. um, And I'm definitely, again, guilty of doing. So over the last few months, and as I have worked more hours in my week, I have tried to create some healthy work habits, making sure I take breaks and I'm not staring at my screen 24-7. So I'm going to go ahead and walk you through some of these habits that I have created and have been able to stick to. Now, keep in mind that depending on what your job is and how much you work in a week and how you communicate with clients if you have them. Um, Some of these habits and ideas might not work for you, but I will try to give examples for a lot of different people of how these can work. Now, let's say you are a photographer, and that means a lot of your job is spent actually taking photos. Now, I know tons of that work is also spent editing photos, delivering them, communicating with clients, um, all of that stuff. But some of your time is spent out and about walking around. Maybe you're a hairstylist, you own your own salon, so you are still managing, you know, an Instagram account and a social media presence, and you're trying to grow your business, um, and get people clients to come into your salon Um, but like again you are almost probably every day in your salon working and doing people's hair and doing your job um, the actual action part of it so for those types of jobs where some of your time is not spent on the computer sitting at home um, then for that part of your job this won't apply as much but for um, the computer part 
you know, for the photo editing part or the um, promoting part of your salon, those are just two examples, this will apply. So for those of you who don't know, I am a social media manager and that's the majority of my job. I'm also a virtual assistant. So that expands a little bit more than just a social media manager, not just social media management, but majority of that, probably 99% of that is done on my computer. Um, and so that means I'm sitting down a lot of the day or standing up if I like to stand up and work on my computer sometimes and working at my laptop. So let's jump into these habits that I have tried to create. The first one is no work on the weekends. This is something I have stuck very strictly to unless it is a deadline or project happening, but that is prepared in advance. A deadline, I know when the deadline is, and if it's on Monday morning and I just need that extra two days, or if it's maybe on Saturday, then I know, okay, I'm going to need to do some work this weekend, but I always know that like on Thursday that I'm going to be working that weekend. And then if it's a project, like let's say I was doing some video editing work for a client of mine and for her course that she was doing, the lessons went out on Monday mornings, but she wasn't able to film those until Thursday or Friday. And so that didn't give me enough time to edit them all. One day wasn't enough time for me. So I did do some work on Sunday, uh, Saturdays and Sundays over that time period where she had her course. So there's just some examples of exceptions where I do work on the weekends. But I tried it completely. I do not book calls on the weekends. That's kind of a no-brainer for me. Like, there's no questions there. And then I will not work on the weekend unless I have that deadline project. Now, if, let's say, the weekend is looking a little bit weird and I just have time or it's a kind of a creative project I, I want to jump into and I'm super excited about, I will work on that, but I do not communicate with my clients in any way, like through, you know, we use Voxer to communicate or I don't send emails because I my office hours are done, yet, you know, outside of office hours, we all do a little bit more work. Um, so that is just work weekend, not working on the weekends is something I lie, lay down and do not do, um, which is really benefited me, my mental health, and our family values, and being able to take that weekend off and work on other projects and have other time with family members and being able to create and just take time away from a laptop. Okay, so the next habit is something to do with planning, and this is to book all your calls together in a bunch. Um, this is almost like batch content, except you're not creating content, you're having calls, um, and this is something that I do for Mondays. Now, for example, this week, they did have to be separated because two of my clients are on vacation or on um, just taking a break. And so I wasn't able to bunch those calls together. But last week, I had all four client calls. Well, one of them is not a client call. Every Monday morning, I'm a part of a um, co-working mastermind group. And every Monday morning, we have calls at nine o'clock where we plan out our weeks for 30 minutes. And there's a whole process we walk through. Um, I might make another podcast episode about my planning methods and systems and how I do that because I am really finding and grounding myself on a consistent level of planning, how I use some digital methods and paper methods and how I um, organized tasks and hourly schedules. So let me know if you guys be interested in that. By the way, anytime you want to give feedback or ask a question and you want to answer it, you can DM me over at this girl social on Instagram and I will make sure to leave my account in the show notes. I wanted to really quickly pause this podcast and share about the This Girl Save Shop. If you're looking for faith-based mugs, art prints, or stickers to fancy up your journal or a fresh mug to sip your coffee out of, the This Girl Save Shop is just for you. 
I've created a variety of unique faith-based products so you can be reminded of the love and grace our Lord has for us day after day. If you're interested in checking out the shop, I will have it linked in the show notes and make sure you use code THANKYOU10 for 10% off your order. Again, that's THANKYOU10 in the This Girl Saves shop on Etsy and that will be linked in the show notes below. All right, back to the episode. Okay, so back to booking your calls altogether. Now, if you can't control to when to book your calls because maybe you're not the um, host of those calls, maybe you're one of the clients, um, then just try to efficiently work around them. And I will make another episode about efficiently working around calls and just efficiently working something, uh, a method that I am newly introduced to but really, really interested in is called deep work sessions. There is someone named Cal Newport. He is an amazing author and I'm currently reading his digital minimalism book. It is so good. And if you ever read it and you're like, wow, this is really different from what Camille does. Yes, I'm a social media manager and I am on Instagram all the time. I'm on digital platforms, working on my computer. Um, But for my personal life, this book is exactly what I want to achieve. So anyways, that's a side note. But Cal Newport also has a book called Deep Works, um, or Deep Deep Work, and his method is Deep Works, these kind of um, very focused sessions of working. So that's how you can efficiently work around calls, get stuff done. Anyways, I will do an episode in the future talking about that. So for booking your calls all together, I have all my client calls on Monday morning. So I have my planning call with my mastermind group at 9 to 9.30. And then I have my first client call at 9.30 to 10. And then I have my second one at 10.15. So there's a 15 minute gap. That's helpful in case one of the earlier calls go over time. And then I usually try to book my other one in around 11. So that's how I bunch my client calls together. That way I can just sit down, be at my computer for that chunk of time, having my calls, organizing, planning, taking notes, and then I walk away knowing what this week holds for me, if it's going to be a really busy week or if it's a bit of a quieter week, um, what I need to accomplish today, Monday, and what I can do later in the week, what things do I need to prioritize that I have to get done this week and what stuff can be pushed next week. And so that's super helpful to just book all those calls together. Also, I'm then, like I said, being able to value what I have for that week. Each client's going to give me any deadlines they have, things that they really, really want to get done this week. And that way I can prioritize each thing for myself and then for each client of those main focuses. I try to pick a main focus each week, but now that I have multiple clients, I try to pick a main focus for each client. So let's say last week, my main focus for one client was to make Pinterest templates. I wanted to get that process in place so that we could go forward with a system to create Pinterest pins. For me this week, it's to do some podcast recording. Um, and then, like I said, to my clients, we're on vacation um, this week. And so i going to be having my calls later this week with them so I don't know their priorities or their focuses this week yet but last week one of them was we need to get ahead of ourselves with some batch work because it's she's a new client and then for the other one it was just regular posting it was a very slow steady schedule for that last week and so I didn't have one main focus I could just grab from my my vault of content and continue posting So one habit that I have newly introduced into my routine, well, I shouldn't say it's newly introduced. I think I just recently named it, actually named it something in a habit that I am bringing into my day. I've been doing this probably for many months and I'm sure tons of other people do this very unconsciously. 
and they're just not naming it. But I find if you name something, you're consciously doing something, you can evaluate where you are at. And you can also know when you need those breaks and you know how often you're taking them. It's just a better way, again, to efficiently work and get stuff done. So I call these my reset breaks, which is kind of a silly name. But basically, I'll just take 10 to 30 minutes, depending on what day it is. And how I know I need these is I probably stretch myself a little too far sometimes, but my brain just gets a little cloudy, foggy, and I can't focus very well. Maybe I'm getting super distracted by social media, picking up my phone, or I'm getting distracted by other projects that I need to be focusing on something else. Um, So these reset breaks, I'll get up, I'll stretch, drink some water, go outside. Maybe I'll take a walk. Um, Sometimes this seems to be happening a lot. I'll cook something. So maybe I haven't eaten lunch yet. It's a good time to cook something. Um, maybe I'll prep food. Maybe I need to prep some breakfast. This is an opportunity to do that. Also, I wear my earbuds almost all day, work days, listening to something, or I'm editing videos or podcasts or whatever it is. So I'm listening to that. So I'll try to just take my earbuds out, give my ears a little break. Um, maybe I'll play music, but on a speaker so I don't have something directly in my ears. So then after the reset breaks, I can go back, hopefully just kind of reevaluate what I need to do. So last week I had one of these and I knew I needed to. Um, schedule a bunch of Facebook events for a group that I do the management for and so I went ahead and knew okay I need to schedule these this is going to take me about an hour and have this break I know exactly what I'm going to do when I come back and it seems a little less impossible because I've taken this break my head's cleared and a huge thing about cleaning your head is maybe you just need to do a brain dump or some journaling I'll talk about this in, an, in a planning um episode two but having the space to dump all the tasks doing um, brain dumps can be extremely helpful so you're not storing all this information in your brain you really need to get it out put it down on paper or you know in a note um, and not have it in a million places either you want to have these in one program so for example I use Trello that's what me and the client use and that's what I use my own business so I have Um, we have multiple boards for our team for one of my clients and then I have one board for another client that I just use Um, and then I have two boards for myself one for my business called this girl saved which is my second business and then I have one that's called gotta do those tasks and it's super simple Um, and that's where I can kind of brain dump my tasks so if you're familiar with Trello board is a board and then I have different lists so I have one list it's called the task list and then another one's called a brain dump and then inside those lists I have cards if you're not familiar with Trello this can sound a little bit confusing but basically I just have one note that is task list and one note that's brain dump and then in the cards in those lists again if you're familiar with Trello I have checklists. So I have on the task list category, I have a checklist for each week. So throughout that week, I can just jot down stuff I know has to get done that week or stuff that I would really like to get done that week. And then I have another card or another list, sorry, that has a card that says next week and it's for next week. So if I think I hear stuff, someone sent me a message, a reminder that I need to do next week, I can then transfer that stuff over to the current week, you know, on next week's planning call. And it's called the brain dump list, so I can add anything else in there if I come up, oh, I have some new business idea or I have like a bunch of different ideas twirling around my head, I can use that. I use Google Notes for a lot of stuff and I do want to transition over to Trello because it's a bit more organized, but like for all my podcast ideas, I store them all in Google Keep, um, which is, sorry, I said Google Notes, but it's called Google Keep. Um, And that's my main note method. 
So those are my main three habits and kind of values I've tried to establish in my business. So the no working on the weekends, reset breaks, and booking all my calls together. I hope one or all of these habits um, were helpful for you, and I hope that you'll be able to implement these into your business or just generally in your life. Maybe you're not going to apply any of this to a business, but you're going to apply this to your life. So for those reset breaks, maybe you're doing lots of cleaning that day. You just need to take a break, step away, do something else for a bit. And then no work on the weekends is a little hard, hard to apply in your life because our lives carry on into the weekends. We don't hibernate on Saturday or Sunday. Um, So you can think about that, figure out how these would apply in different areas of your life and your business. So that's where I would use reset breaks in your life and before I explained in your business and then booking your calls all together doesn't really apply to life because I think that if you don't have a business, then you don't have lots of regular calls but obviously if you're chatting with family and friends those can be I think a little more flexible throughout the day spread out maybe you don't want to talk to four family members in within one hour or two hours that might be a little bit overwhelming these can also apply in your school life maybe you are a college or university student so Usually classes, you can't choose when your classes are, but you can still um, work efficiently around your classes and be studying. You can take these reset breaks when you're studying and you can try to as best as you can efficiently work in the week and study in the week and um, get the tasks done that need to be done so that you can take some of the weekend off, even if it's just taking a couple hours out of your weekend or one day, um, that can be super beneficial for you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you very soon. Bye.